and we're in. Right. Like when we clap and stuff and then I say boom and then it's sort of like in my mind we either jump into hyperspace or we like wake up in the Matrix as my two like in-head cutscene animations for the start of the show. You don't do that? Okay. No, I don't do that. Sorry, I, I've had a really weird day and I'm in kind of a weird mood. Not like a sobble mood, but just sort of a, I'm tired. Do you, you ever just get tired of everything? Maybe. I I want to say yes, but like maybe we need some more specifics on like tired of everything in what way? <laughs> just like tired of constant negativity, tired of everything going to shit, tired of feeling like I can't do anything about any of it, like, my beyond my, like, my own personal bubble, just, like, there's nothing I can affect, you know? So, so we're talking more, like, I don't want to use the word existential, but, like, external, like, stressors, not, like, my life sucks, but, like, the world sucks. Yeah, yeah, like, it's just, I'm, uh, yeah, I, I'm just really tired of, like, trying to enjoy things and being negative about things being what's in you know like i want to be happy but it's just cooler to not be happy uh-huh you know like 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 you get on twitter and and like social media is a bad example because social media sucks but like you get yeah. on twitter and it's people just retweeting about all the different, you know, awful laws that are being passed um, mm -hmm. or people shit talking the latest pop culture thing or some video game company has started doing NFTs or, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it's, it's, it's always like it's like the, the the I've always hated media because they've always like fueled negativity like it's always been like you know school books are killing your children and you'll never f know why until you listen to our 11 o'clock news report mm -hmm. and like it was bad enough when it was just the media doing it but then youtubers and you know the lay people started realizing they could also profit and so you get cinema sins and all these people it was like the 12 worst things that a Marvel actor has done outside of the movies or like, you know, all these stupid videos that are just fueled by negativity. And then everyone thinks that being negative is a personality now because everyone in the media and on social media is doing it and like fucking it's not like being negative and pointing out the flaws of everything just sucks. You know, sometimes people want to enjoy their entertainment because that's what entertainment is. It's mm -hmm. supposed to make you happy. It's supposed to take your mind off the stupid shit. And like, it's like I'm not watching Fast and the Furious because I want to see the most realistic car chases, you know, I'm not playing a, a video game to have it be as realistic and you know close to reality as possible because that's why i'm enjoying or trying to enjoy these things is because they aren't near reality 
and I don't know. I'm it's just, again. I'm in, I'm in a weird mood. I just. I think it's it's a very fair point. Like, I had it told to me at a very young age. I would say not young, young, but like I didn't get it. It's a concept that I think takes years to get into. Because like, full admit, like Harvey Z in like as a teenager and Harvey Z in like college was kind of a prickish negative like not negative in like a depressed but like negative in a it's cool to hate on things sort of way definitely much mm-hmm. more in high school and like college i sort of loosened up but i it was in in high school i have a very strong like weird core memory of like i used to be kind of a sad sack mopey guy not that harvey z wasn't anything but popular but like harvey z might have not been the most popular popular person back then <laughs> and like had friends in the out i had friends everywhere but like i had a girl i had a crush on and like it was Mm -hmm. one of those awkward when i look back on it now like it was cringy like i was a nice guy probably yeah nice guy in the making assumptions but a nice guy where i'm like oh if i'm like really good friends with her maybe i'll have a shot kind of thing and like Mm -hmm. But I would never ask her out or say anything or anything like that. I was just like hanging on and we would talk about like how life sucked and being negative and stuff to the point then where like I stayed friends with this person. But at some point they basically told me like Harvey Z, I think you like being depressed sometimes. And I was like, what the fuck? How could you say that? Like, no, that was that doesn't make any sense to me. And I probably was in college at the time. And like moping about like probably an ex-girlfriend or something to them. And then Mm -hmm. it's something that I look back now in like my 30s and go like, holy shit, that person was totally right. Like at that moment in my life, I was only focusing on like, oh, my life sucks because of this or because I broke up because I'm in this sort of a slump sort of a thing. I only focused on like negative feelings. And then I would sort of use her um this person who i had known i guess and considered a friend but all i was doing was like bitching to them about Mm -hmm. man i wish i had a girlfriend over and over and that became the extent of our relationship was me just whining and not me adding anything positive to the until she finally kind of said that like i think you're you actually enjoy being depressed and then she sort of like limited herself and like cut me off and that's probably a very healthy thing to do is to set those boundaries and be like yo we're not really friends anymore we're just kind of like beating you're just pouring your emotions into me like an energy vampire of sorts in a way kind of thing you know like i'm just dumping negativity and that's where it was like harvey z sort of realized like i could be really negative and it's it's taken it didn't take like a year two years i'd be like ah she didn't know what she was talking about and stuff but it was one where it's caused a lot of self-reflection. Harvey Z has like thought about it in that way of like, and it's hard. Like doom scrolling is a total thing I will sometimes do and like totally get into it. And I try to curate like my Twitter feed, especially like this is why I try to limit my social media. And I just have like a Twitter cause it's easy to like, I agree with you fully. I, it was for Harvey Z. It was going to New Zealand. That was sort mm-hmm. of the, cold water to the face where I was suddenly cut off from so much news and such. And I wasn't getting things in real time information. And like, I actually enjoyed it stepping away, like unplugging. Cause when you're fully in it or you're in the matrix, you're not like, Oh, I can quit anytime. But then when you're forced to be away from it, it was like, 
I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to go outside and enjoy stuff. And, oh, crap, I get to uh, read an article. There was a school shooting. Back in the day, like, that would happen, and I would just sit for hours reading through tweets and hot takes and what happened. And if there's video footage, I wouldn't want to watch it, but I'd be like, oh, man. And, oh, and I'd just agonize. And I was like, I'm powerless to, like, change these things at the time. And it was it was sort of, I don't know, like, why I was doing it. Or wh- I think it's something where I wanted to feel even if it was negative at the time because it was just feeling but yeah it it wasn't a good feeling it was actually like unhealthy it's sort of Harvey Z has some unhealthy habits i had that sort of with food where i love to enjoy food but then i would overeat and then i would be sick afterwards but give me a week and i would do it again kind of thing you know cuz it was yeah. just i didn't learn my lesson and it was still like the initial surge of somehow it was beneficial and then it was oh i regret it afterwards but i'm i mean i just it's something that i'm trying to work on myself you know like i don't know what the answer is and that's why it's like it's i think it's a very real thing for a lot of us and i think like i try to practice i view it now as self-care i have to change like it's not just me like doom scrolling or me on social media and stuff me ignoring the bad shit sometimes even though that i'm like well i'm not like active or i'm not like i should be out there fighting for social justice i should be out there like in the streets and it's like i'm harvey z right now i'm it's like 11 p.m i need to go to bed and go to work tomorrow i shouldn't just like stay up doing nothing because even if i say i should go out there i won't i'm just sitting here like reading tweets and feeling like shit and then it's like what was the point of all of that then that self if i replace it with like okay if i step away i'm actually i'm not ignoring something but I'm focusing on Harvey Z. I'm doing something good for me. And that sort of makes it a little bit more palatable. Like I've started to cut out like the Nick, like that's why like the Twitter and stuff. I, I do try to curate my feed to get away from that. It still happens. I get it too. Like, but if I start to notice like, Hey, somebody's sort of just putting negativity, negativity out there over and over. I have to like reexamine like, what am I trying to do with this or why am I following? Is is it is the positivity that they're putting out there balancing it out? Is this something equal parts or is it something where I, – like I used to read HuffPo. Uh, I was one of those hipster li- liberal people <laughs> where I was like HuffPo is the great – and but then it just became clickbait. And you're right. It's all a quick – like it wasn't as useful and so now I walked away from it and it was – I don't know. It's It's not an easy thing to do. Social media is addicting. And I don't have the answer of like why we do what we do, but it gives us something. But sometimes it's giving us negativity. And I think our brains still are like, that's still something, man. It's better than nothing. And it's like, is it? Is it brain? <sighs> it's a weird thoughts. But yeah, that's why I, I do like that we try to be positive on this show. I think yeah. the world needs more positive shit out there. And it's mm-hmm. easy to be negative. You're right. It's totally easy to get kickbait and stuff. And I mean, I'm guilty of it. I'll I'll advertise like when we have sexy talk on the show or something like that as like a eye catching eye grabbing like Twitter like feeds and stuff. Check out this Italian porn on this, and it's like the last five minutes of the porn podcast or something. But like, <laughs> eh, I'd like to think we're trying to be good. We try. <laughs> we do try. And this, these random rants are brought to you by 
It's a gamer. We're here. It's a gamer. This makes no fucking sense, but we're doing it anyway. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Make Me a Gamer, the procedurally generated podcast that's a roguelike for your ears. I'm your host, Atma, and I'm here with... Harvey Z, in the place to be. Yeah, so I don't have any, like, plan for this episode. Like, I've been playing some games, but... I I don't know. I sort of went over Uncharted last week, mm-hmm. and I don't really want to talk about Uncharted two. <laughs> we don't and... want to turn into an Uncharted podcast. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it, it, you can refer to my previous episode for the thoughts on Uncharted two because it's basically the same. It was not as good as I remembered it. I didn't have as much fun playing as I thought I would. Still holds up better overall. I still think it's a better game than Uncharted 1. But my opinion of it did dip a little bit based on my second playthrough. Um, Like, everything I want to talk about today is not game-related. Or is, like, tangentially (laughs) game-related. No, I mean, like, okay, okay, what do you think of the Commanders? We both apparently tweeted similar jokes at the same time, independently it, of each other. Yeah, I, like, like for, first of all, that's how you know you have a good podcast co-host. And, like, we're on the same wavelength, is that we, we made the same, basically the same joke about it at almost the exact same time. Welcome back, Commander. <laughs> yeah, it was just, uh, because of that, like, it's far better than the previous name. I really like the Washington football team, but, like commanders now they need to lean into it they're not going to nobody's gonna right. get it but i just want nothing but XCOM memes or like the quarterback <laughs> makes a failed pass and somebody puts some percentiles and stuff and then it's just a failed pass at like 99 percent accuracy nope like it's it's very memeable and i'm i'm down with it because it's better than what it was it's still i think owned and run by like a a guy who we're not so much in like fans of i think this dan schneider dude but like yeah it's a step, a small step in the right direction, I think. Like yeah, like and, I, I mean, yeah, I think so. So like, there are a lot of people who are saying, "Oh, Commanders is a bad name. Oh, it's a you know, like that sounds awful." But like, most sports teams are just fucking animals, you know. Like, there are some teams like the Packers and the Steelers and the Browns where like the name means something. But, like, it's still the Cleveland Browns, you know. The only reason people are used to it is because it's a name that has been around for 40 years or however long, you know. like, And then you've got, like, teams like the Houston Texans. Like, that's not creative. That's just the state. I mean, they are Texans, yeah. You know, so, so like, most of these team names are only sound good to you or you're okay with them because they've been imprinted in your brain as existing for so long. So I I don't know. I I think any team swat swatch any team switching names is going to have the pushback as like oh these name any name is going to have some sort of like people saying it's going to suck and like I I think it's fine. It's the other part of it. So you did make me look up why are the Cleveland Browns called the Cleveland Browns? Now I know. Uh-huh. Yeah. They're named after their original co-founder and coach, Paul Brown. That would yep. be basically, if they did it for us, we would have like the Washington Snyders. Yeah. Uh, uh. 
I'll stick with Commanders over Schneiders. <laughs> the other part that I really like, though, if I didn't make the XCOM joke, the back backup joke is, so, like, Joe Biden, President Biden's new dog is named Commander. I would love, they lean into it, and they just have, like, dog plushies everywhere. And, like, <laughs> this is, and it would be, like, the Washington socks. And it's, like, the little cat socks and stuff. Like, I'm totally down with the fact we didn't have a official first pet for like a few years. And now we have a first pet and we give them a football team. Air Bud. <laughs> first Bud. First Bud. Yeah, no, I, I'm. Yeah, I'm down for that. Like, I, in fact, I, it wouldn't surprise me if that had a little bit to do with the name selection. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. What did he name his dog? Commanders? All right. Let's go for it. I, well, I mean, I, I, I don't think it was like the full thing, but like the fact that they, they're looking, probably looking for something Washingtonian and you've got things like the Capitol and senators and stuff like that have already been used. And uh, you yeah. can't be the Eagles because Philly already took that. It could be like the so. flags, the Washington flags. No, the Commonwealth. Yeah. Put, no, do it the with district. two, two, two. If they if they do the Washington flags, you got to make it with two G's, and then have it be like the official Stephen King team. I was about to say Randall flag, like yeah. M O O N spells football. <laughs> That's an esoteric uh, reference. <laughs> I I got it. It, it amused yeah. me. So I'm glad. you know the party of one that is listening to you right now, like the joke hit. So you said you've been playing more Battletech, which is pretty much the most gaming-related thing we have to talk on our gaming podcast this week. Sorry, it's been a slow news week. Yes, I'm aware Sony bought Bungie. No, I'm not going to talk about it. Yes, I'm aware there's a new Halo TV show that got a trailer. No, I don't care about Halo. We're not going to talk about it. How are you feeling about Battletech? So I have two two things on Battletech. One, I'm still loving it. I'm really enjoying it. It's to the point of where it's starting to do that thing where it's creeping over like my life obligations again. And I'm trying to like keep an eye out on that where I'm like, Mm -hmm. man, I just want to go home and play Battletech. And I have relationships, friendships, work, all sorts of other stuff that prevent me from just like, I miss the old days where like, sure, I could just sit down and I I want a free weekend for like 20 hours of Battletech or something. The other yeah. part to that, though, is you used to say that there was a really hard prison mission that you kept like failing at, and that's sort of why you stopped. Uh huh. That was like, wasn't that like the second or third mission in the game? No, no, it's not that early. It's a later. So okay. It if you if you're thinking if no no it, it's not. I think it was okay. I was on like day four hundred and something was around when I did that okay. mission because like in day ten or day fifteen for me. They did a prison break one and I kicked its ass. And then I was like, this is what like it, we got into like here. No, it, it wasn't a prison break that that was that wasn't one I was stuck on. OK, got I, don't, it. I don't know what wires you got crossed, but yeah, no, that that wasn't the mission. OK, it wasn't like eight hours in. You were like, I give up forever because <laughs> there's no way. No. no. All right. And then my second is like. So again, I'm really enjoying like the Atma or why did I say, oh, I've been creating you in the game Uh and you've been a pain in my side. Really? Because all my characters have like stats and I just hired you and you're a Uh fucking baby with like not even like 
average stats. And so I was like, all right, cool. I'll train you. I'm going to stick you in a mech and I'm going to send you out there. And then I was like, I'll grab Professor Q. I'll grab him. He's a fucking baby too. I'll send him into a mech and I'll send you guys out. How hard could it be? I've been kicking these missions asses. You kept dying like three times in a row. It's just, <laughs> you're. I've now realized like I cannot send babies out there XCOM style and like manage to survive a mission either my mechs get blown to shit which is not cool because i don't have unlimited mechs or like you just end up dying because you have like no hit points and like you have no special abilities no extra so i've had to like train you now to the point of mm -hmm. where literally in i love this in the game story-wise like i had to expand it out and they're like do you want to buy like a simulator to train people and i'm like yes Atma needs a simulator. She's not ready for the field. Make her sit and watch videos and gain XP by watching videos while we do real shit. Just to get you to like average levels. And now you're, you've actually gone out on missions and you're doing fine now. But like there was a whole day where I just, I restarted sort of what you were describing over and over and over. Like three times you died back to back to back. And I'm like, what's going on? This is supposedly an easy mission and I realized it's because I'm sending two people who out into the field who are complete rookies, and this game is not forgiving. Yeah, no, that that is very true. Like, I I sort of started out the same way you did, where it was like, oh, this will be like XCOM, where if I take out yeah. a veteran or two and two rookies, it'll be easy. And like, those abilities matter, and those stats really matter in this. Yeah, and I mean, like the I'm rookies... loving the game for it, but my God, it's a it's a game changer. Yeah. So have you like, gotten a little more used to the we weapons and everything? I have. Like, I'm starting to get used to it in the sense of I still don't know like what's best or not, but I got my first like heavy mech, and so like I'm now putting more things on it. I'm getting. I'm starting to feel it out of like, okay, this is how to do long range. My favorite is still I've just built a punch bot. And the punch bot runs up and just, if it comes up to you, it'll beat the shit out of you. It's terrible from a distance, but it's my heavy mech. So it's just, that's my strategy is like my heaviest thing has a ton of armor and speed and it just runs at you. And then finally it punches you until you fall down. And then everybody else is like long range snipers and stuff. But punch bot leads the way. Yeah, I guess it it would have to be a pretty heavy mech if it was... um gonna take all the punishment from going up close range right and that's why like that person's abilities are all like the defensive ones and such no accuracy is needed it just has like all melee skills and i love the fact that it has that but the one thing so this this is why my mind has been on like just mechs in general have you played a lot of mech games um because like there was that strategy no, game that actually. you kept trying to get me into the, and I still have it. Uh, it's the one we both have, the one where you fight the bugs. Oh, in, into the breach, yeah. Into the breach. That's a mech game. This is a mech game, and I think I played like back in the day one of the Mech Warrior series where it was like a real time strategy type of thing of a mech game that you would be able to pause and fight and such. But it was sort of like this top down movement game. But I'm trying to think of other mech games that I've played. Unless we want to count so things like, like Power Rangers, the like side-scrolling fighting game where you did get to technically pilot a mech in there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't know if I would consider the Megazord a mech. I mean, I guess it is. Yeah. Um, and they did, I guess, if you really want to consider it, Power Rangers is mech fighting kaiju. But 
I think I've played like Armored Core once or twice. I don't think I ever played the Mech Warrior series. And I'm I'm kind of struggling to come up with like mech centered games. Like I like mechs. Um I think I have the the Zone of the Enders re-release that was on like the 360, I want to say, uh but I never got around to playing it. That was done. I think Zone of Enders was what kind of done by Kojima before he only did only Metal Gear stuff, right? Yeah, he well he produced it. He I don't know how much of a hand he was in. Anyway, wait, isn't the Metal Gear series about mechs? I mean, Metal Gear is like it's technic like Metal Gear is technically a mech, but I wouldn't call it a mech series because like the whole point is that like you're it's like anti-mech in in a way like and like you're not really piloting mechs as like the main focus of the game like i I feel like if you're going to be if you're talking about a mech game the the Uh general play should be about mechs and not like people running mech adjacent yeah because i was about to say like the other way to find mechs in games might be kaiju type of games like godzilla i mean mecha godzilla is a mech is is it not? Uh, yeah, sure. Like I, that's why I, I'm um, just like mechs in general. Like, what games have giant robots of some sort in it? And like, yeah. So like, Armored Core as a series was mech focused. Um, Front Mission, I believe, or is, as a series is mechs. I'm looking up some other stuff. Metal Wolf Chaos. Um, okay. These feel like Contra games in my mind. Like I'm envisioning like side-scrolling shooters. Um, I know Armored Core wasn't. Armored Core was more 3D. Uh, I'm not... Metal Metal Wolf Chaos, I think, might be a side-scroller, but I don't know. I think Front Mission was Tactics, actually. Ooh, um, okay. Technically, Civilization has mechs in it. Civ 6, true. Civ 5, and, like, maybe Civ 4 has, like, future tech of mechs. Um, there was the most recent... Uh, game. There was a game called Damon X Machina that came out on Switch. I I know that was a mech game that people who liked mechs were excited about. It's not like a high budget game, but it was good for people who seem to be in that into that sort of thing. Titanfall is technically about mechs. Oh yeah, That's I've it. heard about that's like a first person shooter type of Yeah, that one's first person shooter where you can like call down mechs and like there is a story mode, but like the main fun of the the multiplayer battle is that you're shooting each other, but you can also call down your mechs and like get into them and cause havoc and that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, there's there's I so I do not have much experience with mech games. I like Battletech a lot. I think that comes from the fact that because of what kind style of game it is more so than like i'm super into mechs um but i am i i I like mechs a lot but i'm not i've never watched any gundam stuff i don't same um i've never gotten into like models or like the hobbyist sort of thing yeah but like every so often i'm just like maybe would i would i like like not Warhammer, but there probably is, or this might be, you were saying, like, this is a tabletop game at some point. Like, would I want to have a little mech army? And then it's like, but no, it's an expensive hobby. It's, it's, yeah. I, I just say no. Yeah, that, no that's one mechs. of those things. 
that you you'll start spending a lot of money on if you get into mech figures. If you had a mech, what kind of mech would you want? Would you want something that's like again, you have your different types, you have your solo like person suit like aliens Ripley style or do you want like Power Rangers multi mech kind of pieces or do you want like yeah, what do you want? Sorry, I I'll get to your your question in a second, but I just jump scared myself cuz I was looking up like viable mech figurines and I went to Amazon and I forgot that I installed that the um plug-in for your browser that plays the Wii Shop channel music anytime you're on a <laughs> store website. And so, yeah, I just jump scared myself with the Wii Shop theme because I went to Amazon. Why did it um, scare you? Because I, I had momentarily forgot about it. So, like, I had your volume in my headphones and then the, the Wii Shop music drowned you out and, like, was much louder, like jump sort of jump scared me got it anyway um so what kind of mech would i have if i had yes. one like See, that's... all the details you can weapon size color schemes whatever you want that's that's tough oh god i i want something i don't i don't think i would want a humanoid one in the okay. sense of like you yeah. know how like pacific rim and those i was about to go with of, that yeah yeah, yeah, you know, like where, where, like the you have like the jousting robot punchy sort of mm-hmm. Max. I, I think I want to go with something a little more battle techy, a little more Metal Gear, where like they okay. look cool, but they're not like just a recreation of a human with like a helmet. Um, yeah. So, and so not, by that not, extent, probably not something with a sword. Yeah, like I mean, a sword would be cool. But like I feel like if when I see see when I'm thinking mech, I don't I don't I'm I don't usually think of hand to hand combat in mechs. Like I know that's sort of how the Power Rangers did it, mm-hmm. but like I don't know I I want kaiju, some... so like if you're the only person with a mech in the world, then it sort of becomes a what the hell are you doing with it? What are you walking around with the sword for and stuff? But like yeah. the other people have mechs, and so it would make sense to fight other mechs. But then this is where I started to get into like too deep into like what would I thinking about the mechs? And anyway, yeah, you were saying, <laughs> yeah, no, I I think I would want something that was like a little more agile, a little less like heavy brawler, like. What so one of those like? Do you remember Virtual On? No. Virtual On is this. It's a mech fighting game that I guess I am. I guess was something I did play. It was in the in the arcades. Um, is where I would play it, and they they're like they're also humanoid. So I'm not like thinking specifically of of a Virtual On mech, but like. They have like you know like side dashes and like this real like real fluid movement and less of the sort of like Pacific Rim sort of chunky slowly walking mechs. Like I, I want to have like side dashes and you know double jumps and you know real sort of like those agile shooty mechs. Do you want like car controls, spaceship controls, or do you want one of those weird where you're like? It's your body and you're kind of like plugged in. Um, Like do you have a joystick or a steering wheel or do you have one of those like weird. I've seen them now where like people played like 3D games and they're on these weird like running platforms and stuff, but they're not moving. 
Yeah, like I, I, th- I think something similar to like again, I'm going back to Pacific Rim, but like the drift compatible sort of not necessarily needing to be drift compatible and having two people, but uh-huh. like I don't, I don't want to have to be pressing buttons and like like i'm flying a an airplane and like having like gauges and stuff everywhere i want to have just sort of like dodge movements and you know maybe like imagine sort of like you know i'm in the mech and i i can sort of like control things with my how i move my arms and legs but like mm-hmm. have like wiimotes in my hands that have buttons on them to like fire things or or switch things around or whatever Honestly, I, I it wouldn't if it was feasible, it wouldn't bother me to have like a transforming mech. Like if it had like two different phases, you know, I was like, ask. Yeah. like a, now, a, a mobile a phase yeah. and then more like a fighter phase sort of thing. OK, what about you? The, what, what kind of what so kind of mech? The would last you part want? I would add to yours, then the last question, uh, uh-huh. how mobile slash how does it get around in the sense of like. Does it fly? Does it drive? Does it like lumber around? Like what's its mobility in that sense? Are we talking like jetpacks or are we talking like plodding along or are we talking like wheels and treads? Um, I mean, I think it has legs for sure, but I okay. I want to I want it to like sort of like, you know, do middle gears sort of like fly on the ground. Well, no, they didn't. They had they walked. Like I'm trying to I'm trying to think of what I'm remembering. There's, I have a very distinctive sort of thinking of like this mech piloting and it's like floating just like an inch off the ground or whatever. And it's sort of like hover boosting around and with like okay. jet engines on its legs. And it's so, so it's sort of like it's not it, it's like flying, but not like flying real far off the ground. Like it's just sort of okay. like dashing, dashing around like I, I, don't, I don't like plotting. Okay no like clunky where you're feeling it in the mech or whatever like plunk 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 yeah okay what and how big is your mech <laughs> uh <laughs> look it's not the size that matters it's how you use it uh-huh. um yeah like i don't i don't want a huge one i'm not definitely not like kaiju battling size i'd say around metal gear size is is about what i would want to go for for those um, of us who are not into the solids, uh, what is Metal Gear sized? Um, let me see if I can find a good good picture. I'm gonna Google how big is a Metal Gear and see what comes up. Twenty eight okay. gigabytes. That's <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, that doesn't help. Yeah, here, I'll, I'll send this picture. Okay. 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 So it's like a building sized. It's a. It's definitely a couple stories. Yeah, it's a couple stories, but it's not like skyscraper tall, you know, like it's not Godzilla Towers would still tower over this. Okay. You know, so what, we're I, you know what I'm like, saying? Yeah, I'm almost picturing like into the breach sized in a little bit where it's the size of like the skyscrapers in there. Although the, yeah. the proportions are weird in that, but yeah. Yeah, the proportions are weird. Like I, I'm not I'm not looking for like, it's like the size of like a full space rocket sort of thing, but it's still a decent size, like not... It's not just like, you know, I can put it in my garage and park it. Got it. Okay. And you asked me about my mech. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, I was torn on this one because I, I like the idea of a humanoid mech. Like, 
Because, I mean, I grew up on, like, Power Rangers. I did grow up on, like, Transformers. Pacific Rim I really liked, which is what you mentioned. And I'm like, that's where my mechs kind of go towards. Is that sort of a humanoid type of shape of thing? It doesn't necessarily have to look exactly like a person with four arms or four, four limbs and all that stuff. But, you know, we've got the general gist of, like, legs and perhaps some, like, limbs that one would call arms and like a cockpit or a head of some sort. Yeah. It makes sense to have that. Like, I don't want just like a tank or a big box or something like, right. I'm not running around in like a Tuscan Raider, whatever the fuck that thing is kind of thing. That's not a <laughs> mech to me. So I like the idea of that, but I tend to, I kind of want a bigger mech in the sense of where not just like I, because I envision my mech as not a solo endeavor again, power ranger style. I want a, a mech community inside of the mech of like multiple us's that like operate said mech. Like I'm the pilot, but like you want I've a got Voltron. a I kind of want a Voltron or I kind of want like a Megazord where I've got other people inside of the mech to like chill with cause, and talk to and all. But I also, in my way of transportation wise, I kind of want my mech to go into space. I want my <laughs> mech to be Gundam style where it can fly and... And this is where you kind of brought up the transforming. I kind of like the idea of a transformable mech into like a vehicle mode and a person mode kind of thing. You know, I, mm-hmm. I'm i going to go down that road of like at its simplest core, like Bumblebee technically is a mech and it's a badass mech in that it's a cool sports car or like a Volkswagen. And then it turns into a person kind of humanoid figure. But you're not inside of Bumblebee, I believe, in mech form. You're only when he's a car, right? But, like, I don't know, in Optimus Prime and stuff, can you be inside of him when, like, he turns into Optimus Prime as opposed to, like, when he's a truck, you can ride in the truck? I don't know what I happens know. to you if you're, like... I don't know. Seem... Like, I'm I'm pretty sure there have been, like, comic jokes where it's, like, yeah. you know, people Splattering riding around in Bumblebee and then, like, when he transforms, it's, like, just, like, their body parts everywhere. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure in like the movies and stuff and like I know Michael Bay is the the most like he he is the foremost knowledgeable person on Transformers because he made Transformers movies um <laughs> but like I'm pretty sure when they transformed like they would catch them you know they would Yeah like they tran- sort of they were riding inside the and then they would like transform and put and have them in their hands or whatever I don't think they were ever inside them so like that's why i'm like i want that's why i'm thinking maybe my mech is a vehicular mech in time so like for mobility it can like turn into most likely a spaceship type because again i want to fly um like it flies around and stuff but then it can transform itself into a humanoid figure and that's where i envision like perhaps it's the cockpit that stays the same so like as long as i'm in the cockpit it's fine and then the limbs and everything do all their shifty changey stuff and then I'm also like, if I am I the only fucking person with a mech? Because if I'm the only person with a mech, do I really need weapons and stuff unless Harvey Z is planning to take over the world? Like, if yeah. that's the case, then like, sure, load me up with missile launchers and all that. But it, I'm like, then what the fuck do I do with a mech as Harvey Z if I'm the only person with a mech? That's why I would be like, I kind of want it to be like a space or like a, if it was a humanoid, perhaps it builds things. And so it has hands and figures or like fingers to like, maybe it does search and rescue missions. It would be cool if it could go underwater. Like I would love to have like a mech and go like study sharks with the mech. And so that's where I kind of took it in my mind of like, I want a science mech to like 
go around and explore stuff. But again, I want a big size, like in my mind, I'm thinking a, at least not like a battleship size, but you know, like a ship size where it could have a crew of maybe 10 people or so, but a science vessel that goes around and does stuff, maybe goes into space and like docks up with the space station, drops off supplies and like goes over to planetary. Like that shit seems cool to me if I had a mech. I don't know. So yeah, no, that, that, was my... that makes sense in terms of like realistic sort of real world applications, which is different than what I expect out of Harvey Z. I will say that. Much. I mean, Harvey Z went real practical with the mechs because I got too deep into it again, where I was like, again, if everybody doesn't have a mech, I've got to use my mech for the good of humankind or I've got to subjugate the world. And I was kind of like feeling lazy. So I figured I'd help out the people. Because it seems like a lot of work to, like, with a single mech take the logistics alone. Like, probably someone would shoot a nuke at it or something. So I'd have to, like, make sure that I'm shielded in radiation poisoning stuff. And it's just, ah, it would get lonely. Because then if I come out of the mech, that's the ultimate weakness. And, like, if it's too big, I can't just get, like, McDonald's from the mech. I'd have to, like, (laughs) figure out how to get food. That's why I was like, it would be nice to have a crew. And, like, plus, again, you get lonely on, like, the spaceship. And then you guys can all be there. And, like... I'd assign you like a leg or something and then I'd assign someone else an arm and all. Then I can hang out with you people and like communicate over the the radio and stuff and yell at you guys. Of course, I'd be the pilot. Yeah. So like at one point I was designing or I had this idea for a story and then and like the there were like three mech types. There was a an animal type that was basically like shaped like a cat and it was like the scouting Mm -hmm. um running mech right um there was a mech that was shaped like a bird and it was basically the flying sort of airplane-y thing in placement of airplanes and like fighter jets and that sort of thing and so the third mech i had and i i don't even know how like in my brain how it would work but like it can like roll into a ball and so like its movement is it's just like a giant ball that like rolls and like the cock the cockpit like stays yeah you know gyroscopic so it's not like you're not like rotated around but then like when it goes into fighting like it turns into like a battle tech style you know looking like that sort of like legs and arms with with guns and like fists and you sort of basically thing. created like the little hamster guy from overwatch well but see the hamster guy stays mostly as a ball right like wow. even when he he's not balling he just like little four little legs pop out and he like he doesn't like turn into like a a, a full like humanoid ish fighter okay and and that that's where I'm coming from with this is that like he's sort of like the the roundness like sort of becomes his body parts and he's sort of imagine like like sort of like a armadillo almost you know how like yeah you know you know like armored armadillo from Mega Man yep. X you know uh, where like he can he he rolls up into a ball and then like undoes it like that's kind of what I'm imagining here. I just pictured an armadillo because that was more in my brain than armadillo man from Mega Man. <laughs> I was like, all right, but armadillo, you got me there. It turns into a creature. I can see the creature and everything. Okay. It's just standing on two legs. Cause I presume that's what armadillo man is basically. Well, that's why I said armored armadillo, you know, cause he's sure. 
I, I really guy. hate that you said Armadillo Man. Like, you don't... <laughs> Mega Man and Mega Man X are clearly two different series, and the fact that you don't know that... <sighs> I'm I getting hung I'm up on like, Armadillo Man. I don't, I don't I'm like, like it. I'm hung up on Armored Armadillo. I mean, it's already called Armadillo. <laughs> that's the whole point. It's a Dillo that's armored. <laughs> As opposed like, to the unarmored Dillos that are wandering around? Yes, the free dillos of the world. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. All right, well, in your Voltron, I'm the armadillo, I guess. Okay, got it. Because I was going to say, like, you didn't raise an objection if I, like, assigned you a leg. Like, do you have a preference? Right leg, left leg? I mean, I, I, I don't care. It also gets weird. Like, in the Power Rangers thing, when they're, like... Like, did they all really, it seems inefficient for like each of them to be left leg, right leg and stuff. Like they should all join up together. And I just don't remember. It's been a long time. I'm sure they like push buttons and did stuff as a team. Like they couldn't just, because I do remember they were individual and then in the cockpit, it was all of them together. But like, yeah, I don't what the actually, fuck did they do? They, they sort of like did their like Power Ranger poses and then the, the Megazord fought, right? Yeah. Like, I don't remember how they gave them instructions. I remember at least the Red Ranger had a sword and would like make choppy like gestures with a sword because that person was actually trained in sword combat. And then the mech itself seemed to make sword gestures. So I, I presumed that the sword guy must be controlling all of the Power Ranger like or the Megazord abilities. But like no idea. I I have no idea. And <laughs> so then what the hell does everybody else do? Which is why I'm like, I imagine then perhaps it's like a spaceship like the Enterprise or something where they're all just chilling and somebody's on comms and somebody's on video screen and one's a pilot and one's the leader. And that's why I was like, oh, it'd be cool because we'd all just be hanging out together. So maybe Pacific Rim style was, that one was just a giant mech though with like one or two people. Yeah, it, it, that was just two people together and they had to, their brains had, had to work. And I know our, knowing our friend group, that would not work. No, I don't really because I'm like, I have a question about it, but I don't even want to go down if like did in Pacific Rim, like did they ever hook up with each other in like I never saw the sequel or anything, but I'm like, it seems very intense and personal to have your brain shared with another person kind of thing. And I don't know if there was a weird sexual tension between the male and female characters. I I don't think there. I don't remember. Like, it's been a while since I saw it. I don't think they went there with that. I think it was more just drift compatibility. And okay. like they, they just their brains worked. Because like it's a blockbuster movie, you gotta have like your romance in it somehow. But how do you involve it? So I'm like, oh, of course, just put it in the mech. <laughs> sexy mech time, mexy. <laughs> sexy mexy. Sexy. No. Yeah. Um. Actually, no. Let's not. Let's not do that. That's. Uh, that doesn't sound right. Yeah. It's. I don't know. Like, but. I had not considered that. Well, no, there's some parts of my brain that I just like close off or I have like doors or I have like railroad tracks where the lights come down and stuff. But it's like, you should not go past here and like explore this area. No more. Go back. Go back (laughs) in your mind palace. Yeah. Leave this room alone. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely believe that for you. I don't I, I, I do I have that? I might have that a little bit. I don't know. There's got to be a part of your brain where you're just like, no, don't, don't even think about it because you start to think about it and then you just pull yourself away. Like I did not actually, I'm proud of myself. I didn't actually overthink the uh, 
any of that conversation. I keep like walking away from it. I don't want to like in my brain, it literally is like a do not go kind of thing right now. But that also it's like the, me, like, the darkness in like, Lion King, right? Like you don't, that's <laughs> where the shot we don't, we don't go there. Everything the light touches is where your brain is okay to think about stuff. It's, uh, but I, yeah, I could bring this full circle to Twitter again, but like, I don't need to. Well, I will now since I brought it up of like the Twitter stuff. I follow some very interesting, odd people on Twitter then because of this. They're content creators. The content they create, though, is interesting. And I, I, I've noticed this happened actually a long time ago, about a year ago. I got really drunk and I followed a whole bunch of like content creators and I didn't and I forgot about it. Uh, and the, so like, I, like what kind of content are they creating? The kind that you would exactly think that I'm trying to. Okay, if to if you if you if you were drunk following them, I know what kind of content. Okay, continue. Yeah, yeah. and so it became something I forgot about for a while because, like, I'm involved in like I have gaming Twitter, I have wrestling Twitter, and I have like a whole bunch of like odd news Twitter stuff that I follow, and then there became like science Twitter and COVID Twitter and all this stuff, and then I started to notice in these dark like recesses every so often i'd suddenly get like content popped up and i was like huh <laughs> uh, who retweeted this or which one okay and i'd forgotten about it like for a bit of time and so like then i found a bunch of it and deleted it and stuff but like some of them i think are still lurking out there in my like thing and i i'm too lazy to go back through my followers and honestly it's sometimes where i'm like all right uh, like somebody out there is a wrestling porn star and I'm like, oh, good for them. They're pretty cool. I've actually chatted with them. They seem like a nice person. I tried to get them to appear on, like, Make Me a Gamer. I don't think I, our uh, genres Yeah, I don't out. think that's going to work. I pitched that idea to you a few times, actually. Yeah, yeah. You, you but, like, that. it's something where, like, and these most of these people have, like, normal Twitter accounts where they're not, po- but they'll allude to their other Twitter accounts. And I'll see pictures or stuff or it's like, subscribe to my OnlyFans. And I'm just like. I should get rid of this slowly and I am slowly (laughs) deleting it and stuff, but it is sort of this weird, like, as you mentioned, Twitter can get real negative. Mine goes another way every so often (laughs) where I'm just like, Oh, what's going on in the world? And Oh, the latest bad stuff. And then, huh? Well, that's, Hey, boobs. I I can't check Twitter at work anymore. (laughs) Yeah. So that's my advice. Maybe you should do that. Just like, Follow content creators that make happy content and it sort of distracts you and you go, oh shit, uh, I didn't expect to see that. And then... I mean, I do expect to see that because I don't randomly drunk follow them. I follow them coherently. I think that's the way to go then. Drunk follow. And then sometimes they'll lead you down sober rabbit holes that you never knew existed. (laughs) And then suddenly now you're like, I guess I'm a furry. Jesus Christ. (laughs) That's not the kind of rabbit hole I was thinking you were talking about. It was a good one. I was pleased with myself there. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. Um, Yeah, no, like, no, I'm not going down this road with you. Okay. Uh, So somehow we've managed to talk for nearly an hour about mechs i guess and 
what the fuck else happened this episode? I don't even know. Like there was like a Twitter rant. There was some sexy talk. There was mech sizes. I don't. I would not consider anything you said sexy talk. I will just go ahead and put that out there. there I'm just we, saying we, that we talked like, about some content creation, and that was yeah. pretty much it. Do you think we should make an OnlyFans? Do you think we could have a non-sexual OnlyFans and make money off of it? The answer, the the short answer is no. Uh, because a lot of people started doing that a while back and OnlyFans people who were in it for the sex work started getting upset and Uh it was regarded as not really cool to do because it sort of leads to those things where like, you know, websites like Patreon and... I don't know what other websites do it, but Patreon specifically, and then OnlyFans tried to do it and then got a little pushback for it, where like they they build off of sex work and then they sort of puritanize it and Uh, say that sex work isn't allowed anymore. And so like from a a personal and ethical standpoint, I would not want to put non-sexual content on an OnlyFans because that sort of, like the site made its became known uh off of sex work positive yeah Yeah. and and like then like being part of like a shift that takes away from people who need a site that treats them like normal would be a bad idea but there are other sites out there now that are not exclusively sex work and don't build themselves off of just like camming or naked pictures mm-hmm. or whatever i think fansly is one of them uh, i'm not sure oh, that's a, seen, if that's how you pronounce it or that. not like sex workers and like you know cosplayers who are a little more scantily clad and that sort of thing do use fansly as like a similar way to only fans but i've also seen people use fansly for like writing or like artwork that isn't sexual or like isn't rule 34 um and so there are websites out there now that aren't only fans that would be possible for us to do something on but specifically only fans i would say no got it fair enough that's this is why i have you around to like lead me on the right like sex positive sort of yeah i don't want to <laughs> also contribute to the exploitation of sex workers and such i support them and what they do and so I have seen otherwise, like the, there's like, I don't know if it's called this or so, like buy me a coffee or something where like people can donate a couple bucks. And it's like, well, I like that. Well, that's idea, just though. coffee. Like, is it just called coffee and people? Is yeah, it it's literally coffee. And it's literally just like, it's like a donate tip button. jar. Like, it, yeah, tip jar sort of thing, which I like we that. have. Yeah. Like, just yeah, buy me that, a coffee. That, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, the, that's the Venmo coffee. Harvey Z five bucks. I mean, I like it. I, I need to figure out, like, do I actually need to produce any content for it? Or will people just, like, tip me? No, coffees, I don't think you need. Co- coffees are not, like, a subscription thing. Like, I know things like OnlyFans and Fansly and, and those sorts of Patreon sort of things. People are donating to you under the assumption you're providing a service or yeah. content. Whereas I think coffee is literally just, like, non-committal GoFundMe, where it's just like, hey, do you like what I do and want to give me a couple bucks 
Like, I'll, and I'll see people being like, hey, I need 50 bucks to make rent this year. Here's my coffee or whatever. And, you know, so so it's it's not a I am producing a thing for you. Pay me for it. It's a if you want to donate uh, thing. Because I see things like where I heard of it and I was like, oh, if you do buy me a coffee or something and you kick a couple bucks my way. I'll take picture of the next coffee cup thing that I buy and I'll be like, so-and-so bought me this coffee and that'll be the content is yeah, that's possible. It seems dumb enough that it might actually work. <laughs> that's, that's where I'm like, yeah, I'm down for this. Har- Harvey Z coffee content creator. Either that or I just need to create like a platform like OnlyFans, but I don't know how to do web design, but that's my get rich quick idea now is to make the thing and then just be sex positive about it. What could go wrong? I mean, so, so much. (laughs) A lot, but at the same time, it's still a noble thing to do. So who knows? You would think, though, that someone more competent than Harvey Z has already come along and done this, though. Yeah, I mean, that's where OnlyFans came from. What do you... But, like, now they're shitty or not as great, aren't they? Or are they still, like, ah, it doesn't matter. I mean, but... it, it's it's weird. We'll, we'll see. They're, like, introducing some new rules. But, like, they promised they weren't going to, like, outlaw porn or whatever. I don't know. It, it's it's up in the air. Anyway, if if something, if they do go down the sh- shutter, sh- what, gutter, I guess is what I was trying to say. I don't know why they would go down the shutter. Shitter? I miss. I did gutter and shitter together. Anyway, where can they find oh. you, Harvey Z? We're done with. We're. I'm done with this. All right. They can find me on Twitter at make me a Harvey Z. You can find me on Twitter at atma underscore phoenix. You can find our podcast at make me a podcast. You can always email us at make me a gamer podcast at gmail dot com, and you can find my writings at atmasweapon dot com. Uh, you can join our Discord. And that's in the description below. And I think that's it. I don't think I have any other news or plugs or anything. So uh, next week, maybe there will be something to talk about. We're going to we're going to have an in-person gaming night uh, this weekend. So hopefully we'll have something to talk about for the podcast for next week. And yeah, that's that's it for me. Harvey Z, take us out. I mean... It's just at this point, I feel like I'm at a crossroads of a railway station and all the lights have come down, like the blinkers of like, don't explore any of these topics at the end of the episode. But we need to have what? something to plug. And I mean, I mean, not not buts. I'm just saying it's right there. It's the perfect way to end our show is to plug our plug. I I'm just saying we could be not billionaires or hundredaires. Maybe we could make a couple bucks off of that. I wouldn't mind that. I, it needs to be explored. I feel like we've explored that actually before. Like we've, <laughs> we've done this. It's just, we're just retreading old ground. Yeah. You know, after you make a hundred episodes or something, you start repeating yourself occasionally. Harvey Z's. A thousand monkey, yeah. A thousand monkeys yeah. and a thousand typewriters will eventually just like create butt plug stories. Sure, that's how the, the saying goes, but okay. I think that's how fan fiction was created. <laughs> Is there any fan fiction of us out there? Go, go, no. Make it cut, so. All cut, the little, like, go, my middle minions. Cut, cut. <laughs>
my little monkeys. <laughs> no. 